0: city on the
1: edge city on the edge
0: city on the edge city on the edge city on the how, you don't sound very excited about it this city time. Edge. It's been a you know, it's been several weeks yeah, yeah. since we yeah. last sat down to do this. Welcome back to City on the Edge of the Podcast, where we tell Albuquerque and New Mexico stories. I'm Ty Bannerman. Uh and we are going to uh, we're gonna be talking about La Madera Road this Wait. episode. Um, last uh, last episode we talked about the, the ghost town of Hagen, New Mexico, which is on La Madera Road. But now we're gonna talk a little bit more about the um, the road itself a little more generally. And I think this is probably going to be like a little bonus episode. It'll probably come out like a week after the last one. Cool.
1: So I wrote this one in 2013. So (laughs) the last one was like 2007. This Uh, one's 2013. We're moving slowly through some really old stuff that I've written. Well, tell me about how you discovered
0: Labadero Road
1: Um, for yourself. You know, like when you're a teenager and you first get your license and you just like drive everywhere and you're like, Mm -hmm. where else can I drive? And back then, I don't know. You know, the nineties was like the last generation that what's the sociological notion that was that felt like out of history. You know, pre out nine eleven. What do you yeah, mean? Well like like uh like like things were normal. Things were normal. Do you know yeah. what I mean? When like, we were like, kids, things were normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well well, like no, all messed up. No, but pre nine eleven, I'm talking about America, that things were just a little like uh, l- little walled, rel- a little more a little more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, a little a little more like there was this like there were onion articles that were like, nothing happened again this week, you know like <laughs> and and it's we like, were safe and you know? everybody was happy, which was always a myth and it was except all...
0: Gen X wasn't happy.
1: right. We were cynical. <laughs> um, so you know that that sort of illusion of um you know yeah. being out of history a little bit, you know um okay, so but, that was you were
0: feeling that strong uh, you had a strong sense of of being. Safe and secure, and in, in, in sure, the yeah. normalcy and banality well, felt of the like modern could, world.
1: I'm not destroying the planet to so just drive around at night and listen to music with my mm. friends or my brother or whatever. You know, like okay. that, no, it's just you know, like like that that thought process wasn't going on there really. You were
0: living in a Cedar Crest, right? At that right. point. Um, so you're pretty close by, right right You've got access to the the wilds of, right. of New Mexico kind of all around you. and but
1: yeah, but I remember we were just like, let's we wanted to find like dirt roads and cool areas and and like places we'd never been before, like so many dirt roads. yeah, because yeah. like we would always do it on our bikes too, but like you know, having a car suddenly expanded our radius like yeah, I, I knew every place in like around where I lived that I, that I could get to on foot or on by bike, but I've, or at least I felt that way, you know, there's always mm-hmm. more to find. But, um, sure. and, uh, but having a car just opened up everything. And one day I was driving out, I think we were listening to Guns N' Roses and, <laughs> and, and uh, and, uh, sweet child of mine or something like that was playing. And, uh, suddenly like it was just this, we just saw it look like a city, like across the Royal, like, what is that? So like, you're driving down Loma. Yeah, yeah, we're road. driving. Yeah. This was like the first time that I had been on that road ever basically. And it was just like what is that? And we kept on driving and it went all the way out to San Felipe and we were like, where are we? Like, <laughs> we're back like in time and, and yeah. uh, this, I we didn't know anything about the geography of that area. We were like, that was kind of nice to be ignorant, actually, just to be like, to discover a place, basically. And where, yeah. where
0: how um, do you get to Lombardera? You're going up North 14. You go, yeah, you go where, up North 14. Do you take a left where?
1: Um, At, uh, there are signs for East Mountain High School on, uh, in San Antonito basically. Okay. And um, so you go like through Cedar Crest, through Sandia Park, through mm-hmm. San Antonito, And um, and then you take a left and it's paved for a while. I remember when it was all not paved. That was a glory, glory time. Um, but, <laughs> um, and then it keeps going through. There's some interesting stuff. There's some private lakes that I've never been to on the private left. Private lakes? Yeah, owned by Roger Cox or his estate, Who's I guess. Who's Roger no. Cox? He's like the, the big developer, that Mormon developer. Oh, that, no, like, I don't know He, story. he like, Got the elena Gagos land grant and stuff, and oh, developed it what like you see you'll see his name all over town now that it's on your radar, okay, you know good I to go I guess this when he new died for, new to me yeah, I guess when he died his his family like all scrabbled for you know <laughs> the wealth and there was some some drama yeah, yeah but um, Sure. but um the uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm just not rah raw development. You know, I realize people no, have no, to have jobs and stuff like that. But look, like I I feel like water I live in New Mexico because I'm not raw rah development. Yeah, like, what I mean, like, you know, I
0: love the empty wild spaces here. Right,
1: like aquifers go away if you overdraw on them. Like they're they you know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm we need sustainable development. You know, and we need we need development that's not stratified so much by class, where there's just regions people can't live. You know.
0: Yeah, okay. So um okay, so you turn left. It's like right after East Mountain High School, right? Yeah. Uh so you took a left e- right after East Mountain High School. And it winds and winds, yeah. And and what are you uh what are you gonna go by? There's like a, a I, ruined ballroom or a oh, ruined hall. Oh yeah, that's La Madera. That's
1: the town of La Madera. And that yeah. was the old dance hall, yeah. So La Madera is yeah. its own ghost town. Oh, La, or La Madera is like a half ghost town. Half the church is now a private residence, but you can still see the buttresses at the corners. Mm-hmm. Um, the dance hall is really falling in. We used to explore it all the time, but it's falling apart now. I think it's gotten dangerous. Yeah, There's, don't yeah. don't go in there now. It's 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 about to just all implode, and that does happen because I went in there with you, yeah. and
0: it felt like it was about oh, yeah. to implode. Yeah. I think that was the last time I ever went down. I was like,
1: mm. <laughs> yeah, the floorboards are like sifting dust above you the whole it's time. It's the
0: kind of place where you yeah. could just <laughs> die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, no, oh, I mean, it was really cool when you when it didn't feel like that so much. But I have a, an account of. Um, dances that used to happen there. The women would bring their babies and tuck them under the benches while they danced at that little oh. lambedire dance hall. They would, um, there would be a fiddler and a and a and a, um, a guitarist usually both singing. There would people would bring food. People would ride on horseback from all over to it. The band at Marina Lebia would hang out there sometimes. Um, there, there's just like there's a lot of history in that little spot there. And then. It, the WPA um what's her name Luceage Bach and she did that wonderful book called um Placidus Historical Facts and Legends and interviewed tons of people at Lamadera and got all their folklore and ghost and witch stories Ooh, and stuff. What's it called again? It's on the shelf behind you. It's called um Placidus Historical Facts and Legends. Wow, okay. But it's a, it's a WPA book, but but uh really really neat and um you know, yeah, there's just so much cool stuff. I mean, like, you know, every one of these little towns has like a story around it and and um But, yeah, so that's La Madera. You go through there. Really, the trick is you just follow the signs that say La Madera, even if it feels like you're turning off onto a different road. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. That's the trick. And that'll take you all the way out to San Felipe. However, I think there's now two gates on the road. Yeah. So everything in this piece I'm going to read tonight is probably not current. Let's go. Like, good luck getting there.
0: Let's go try to open those gates Yeah, no kidding. I mean,
1: uh, eminent domain like come on state that would be a great investment in public <laughs> hey. lands take that stuff well if
0: it's a public road how is it huh? that they can put up a gate I don't well okay so it goes through the Pueblo
1: that's like what's it, what about the social value Diamond Tail of this of this area yeah. Yellowstone is uh, no, private understand. property would we just let some dumb company keep it
0: well if it's on if the road is public thoroughfare uh. which I'm pretty yeah, sure like, it is <laughs> then I don't understand how they can put up a gate unless it's the uh, huh. unless it's San Felipe Pueblo doing it in which yeah. case fine but you know, man I don't understand how they can. Yeah, have that's true. That's multiple w- gates. when we're
1: talking the pueblo. Yeah, that's. But even the even the gate across the road, even there, it's like I thought this road was a public thoroughfare. It's like yeah. it's an alternate route that some people drive home. You know, right? But, right. Right.
0: Well, yeah. um. Shall so we go ahead and uh, yeah, yeah. you got a piece written okay, for yeah. the. So uh, this is
1: the uh, Albuquerque yeah. alibi. Much like the last one I read, I'm like not quite sure what I'm going to encounter. <laughs> <here>. like, <laughs> <laughs> it has been a while since I looked at this. These are
0: all written by different versions of Mike yeah. that came from the distant past. That's how know? we all are. We're all like yeah, Bob Dylan totally, and I'm yeah. not
1: there. Just all these different characters in one. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I,
0: can I just tell you? I, huh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this is this, speaking of uh, whenever you discover like your significant others like hidden selves. Oh, yeah. has a weird feeling. <laughs> Th- today... My wife, uh, Courtney, she put on a uh, John Bon Jovi. Whoa. Like some John some Bon Jovi songs. She was freaking rocking out to it and I'm like,
1: <laughs> "Who are you? Why are you in my house? I'm not comfortable with this." He seems really cool politically. He's done a lot Is for he? the homeless and like I don't know anything about John Bon Jovi. He was interviewed on Colbert, and I was like, Yeah, you seem like an all right dude. Just not my kind of music. That's yeah, yeah, literally yeah, the yeah. only no,
0: issue I have here. Is I just right. never liked Bon, not bon Jovi. The music of my heart either, and yeah. so, you know, to discover after like I've been with Courtney for like 20 <laughs> years bon now, Jovi. and it's just like, Oh, you're into Bon Jovi? Like, how does that just come out of nowhere for me? I <laughs> the, would have thought there'd have been she signs. Was feeling this
1: power ballad, yeah. <laughs> Well, like,
0: anyway, let's talk about Little Road. Okay.
1: <laughs> Road to Somewhere, by Mike Smith. The city falls away and the freeway rolls up beneath our car, and Harris Canyon appears suddenly on every side. This is the road to where we want to go, but it's also a place all on its own. On the left, the southern end of the Sandia Mountains clatters motionlessly down to the freeway's edge, a sloping jumble of boulders. On the right, the north end of the Manzanita Mountains stands parallel to Inter- Interstate 40, a dusty slant. Between them and the road runs to Harris Creek, as it has since ancestral Puebloans planted corn and wide yellow lines on either side of it. On the left, the old Spanish village of Carnwell sprawls among rocks. A house here, a house there, boulders between them all. There's the old church and there's a white cross on a stony peak. Later, on the right, down below the road, a broken bridge crumbles among weeds. Once a turn on Route 66, route of tourists and Model Ts and Okies fleeing the Dust Bowl. Soon, an exit on North Highway 14, and soon, on either side of the road, the mountains and the village of Teharis. We're in the Sandias now. Everywhere there is grass, and there are trees, and the rise of the mountains. Oh, and there's also an enormous castle-sized cement factory and a strip mine. The mountains continue to rise on the left, and the world continues to green. There's a rise, and on the left, there's Penny Lane, home to what's left of the well-country camp, the area's first tuberculosis sanatorium. On the right, there's the ridge, La Centinela, where Apaches once watched the wagon road below. There are San Antonio, Cedar Crest, Canyoncito, and Sandia Park, mountain towns, but we will leave these mountains behind. Continuing north, we pass through the little village of San Antonito, founded after a feud among the residents of San Antonio, and the world opens up. We turn left onto La Madera Road and follow the winding pavement. This is the Woods Road, and soon we'll come to its namesake, La Madera. There's the old church, now turned into a house. There's the old dance hall, now crumbling into its basement. A dream of splintering wood and sun cracked adobe. People used to ride their horses or walk from miles away for the dances here. Women would set their nursing babies beneath the wooden benches, and everyone would dance to live fiddle and guitar. This was a woodcutting in farming town. We cross a cattle garden, the road turns to dirt, and the road winds down along the edge of a grassy valley. The land is becoming sandstone now. Rabbit brush blooms yellow amidst fields of choya cactus and cottonwoods, sandstone heaps, and mud slot canyons and volcanic cliffs. Off somewhere on the left lie the foundations of Tejon, one of two area towns along with Carnwell named after badgers. Tejon was a bean farming and gypsum mining community in the 1800s, a community that might still be around if a politically connected livestock baron hadn't acquired all of the area's grazing and water rights and then forced out the entire community. Off on the right somewhere are the faint traces of Uña de Gato, now nothing but heaps. Both communities have cemeteries. Adolf Bandelier, namesake of Bandelier National Monument, once stayed in Uña de Gato, was told of a local boy killed by a wolf. Most of his notes on that stay, however, are just a lot of complaining about the wife of his host. She was annoying. The road is lined with ruins and ghost towns and secret things. The hills behind everything hide old mines, names and dates and pictures carved into rocks, ancient piles of rust and glass, an abandoned ranch from the 1950s, a house with a roof burned away and its insides filled with trees, an indoor forest, a nameless settlement beside a little waterfall. On the right, after a time, the walls of the road's best-known former town suddenly revealed themselves, Hagen. Its largest building, the mercantile, has walls more than two stories high, and it was once the largest adobe building in the southwest. In the 1920s, several hundred people lived and worked here, mining coal in the more than seven miles of tunnels that still lay empty beneath it. There are mines, a power plant, a hotel, a school, the desert quietly reclaiming them all. Now cows graze beside a house where a baby was once born, and the sky settles into the roofless home of the town's wealthiest man. Three miles on, on the right, sit the ruined outlines of Coyote, Hagen's sister city. Hagen and Coyote both waited for the railroad, but by the time it came, Coyote had mostly gone away. Coyote's mostly built around a single long swell of white sandstone, a swell dappled with carved names from another time. Past Coyote with the green crest of the Sandias off to the left, and the black peaks of the Ortiz Mountains, home of the West's first gold rush, Off to the right, the road crosses on to San Felipe Pueblo land. Here, somewhere off to the left, pre-European native mines can still be seen, as can the remains of Tonque Pueblo, once perhaps the most thriving settlement in the Rio Grande Valley. There were pottery makers and traders, and their city lasted longer than Albuquerque has. Nothing is permanent. Here, the second Spanish expedition into New Mexico stopped in 1581, and here a priest left the expedition before quickly being murdered beside the Pueblo are the ruins of the old Tonque brick factory, dating to the early 1900s. La Madera Road and its environs are a microcosm of southwestern history, which is one reason I love it so much. Really, the entire area should be a national or state park. Everything is around it, from ruined pueblos to Spanish villages, early 20th century coal mining towns, 1950s ranch houses, and modern homes. But the area is also a microcosm of my own world. I grew up in Cedar Crest, and from the age of 15 on, I explored the road with the hunger. My younger brother and I drove the road every night during an especially challenging time in his life. I was married in a cactus field along it, though that didn't quite work out. My five-year-old son is named after Hagen. Oh, this is old. The musician Soltero wrote a song about me and the road, Michael. And two years ago, I found a wall of carved crosses and a name, Santa Maria, seemingly dating back to 1581, perhaps the oldest Spanish inscriptions in America. That discovery made national headlines, and it's still the coolest thing I've ever been a part of and it's an important place to me. It feels like the inside of my being if my innermost self was a landscape. When people like it, I feel understood. Madera Road is a public right-of-way, but much of the land on either side of it is a private ranch land or native land, and special permission is required to legally visit. So let's continue on until San Felipe Casino, a jarring neon sight at the end of all this timeless desert. Here we can get back onto Interstate 25 and head south back to Albuquerque. We've now circumnavigated the Sandia Mountains and seen a bit of what lies beyond them. We've seen that whole lives and the places that contain them can just crumble away into the desert. Maybe that makes the city seem more uncertain now. Or maybe it shows it to be part of something much larger, something as big as all history, all the West, all of space, and all of time.
0: I feel like this is like the uh, the, the locus of your of your being.
1: Oh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. It's definitely like... You
0: got married there, you had a crazy, kid yeah, named yeah. after it, you... Yeah you you took your brother down and he's having a yeah. some real difficulties. You yeah. know, it's like, this is a big deal for you.
1: Well, it was, yeah, it was just kind of one of those places that like we kept going back to again and again, you know, and, and, yeah, uh, yeah and I think those places are important like in your life, you know, that they kind of like are, are, you know, places you can reassess yourself and, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what else. And it's just like, it's a place you like that like nourishes you in some way. Like when you go back there, you can kind of reset. Um, yeah, if, if anyone wants to read what some of that was alluding to, I had an essay called "Start Breaking My Heart" that's on the yeah. Unoya Review that can be found online. Unoya. Unoya. E-, e U I N O I A. Yeah, that's old too. That's so that's good, online, available year. online. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah, that'll be in my book An a much edited version of that. Sure, but, but um, but uh, that one, but. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Man. So we
0: we talked about Hagen last episode. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about some of the other places. Um. Yeah. Talked a little bit about Coyote, but uh, yeah. how about Tonke? That's an Tonke interesting so story. Cool. What's uh, going on there? What's arguably that? my
1: favorite spot on the road. Tonke goes way back. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a, uh, Tewa, I believe, settlement. Um, that goes back. You know, to, you know, forever ago. They found brass pestles among it so they definitely yeah so they've definitely done trading with had done trading with the Spanish and um, they found goat bones and horse bones uh, also signs of that but they also found other trading signs like um, you know the sorts of stuff found at Chaco Canyon and things Mm -hmm. like that that like show long trading networks and things and that tonke clay around there that the dirt there is this wonderful for pottery making stuff a very distinctive pottery style. I have two books about tonke both out of print and obscure, but um, like they have this this very spe- these very specific bird motifs that are very unique in Southwest pottery, and um, really interesting carving styles too. It's out at Tonke, there's this one rock in particular um, called by the only archaeological major survey done out there in the '60s, ceremonial rock, um, and uh, it's just covered in inscriptions, and they're pretty basic. Like there's different if you look at different like you know, areas of the Southwest. There's just areas where the petroglyphs are really impressive mm-hmm. and, and others where they're simpler. And, and um, Like the Fremont people of Utah were using negative space and had all this detail and pattern and mm-hmm. like almost went abstract, sometimes really interesting things. These were much simpler. Like there's a whole wall, but not always. There's some really cool, neat ones at Tonke too. Strange like pineapple-like looking faces and heads yeah. and figures, uh, Thunderbirds and things like that. But there's this one wall that even though the motif that's repeated on it over and over is so simple, it's basically just like a face, like two eyes, a mouth, and a little face. According to one petroglyph book that I have, that's the god of death in many oh. in many things. So I was thinking like, well, what if this was done each time somebody died, you know, right. like to commemorate somebody? This is so far in the distant past, and that's not my area of expertise, but like yeah. the, these are the sort of feelings that you get like looking at these things just like that – it must have been something, you know. Mm-hmm. That like must, and if it was, even if it wasn't, this is somebody's. What's left of somebody's life, their art that they put on the rock. Just like a thousand years from now, if somebody read something we wrote, you know. Like that's, that's what's left, you know. <laughs> that's this trace, you know.
0: And tell me about the brick so factory cool. a little bit. There. Oh, the
1: brick factory was from much later, and the brick factory, come on, like was like put right on top of this, you know, priceless Pueblo ruin with all these buried areas. I mean, like huge long houses like you know uh with burial sites and all sorts of stuff and they didn't care they just wanted the clay you know and right. and uh so they set it up at, uh near this Rio Grande Eastern Railroad spur that's out there and they put it right on top of a mound if you get the book of boys albuquerque there's a whole chapter where they go out and visit the owners of the to- the Tonke brick factory and they were just like throwing stuff in there they were throwing like whole pots into the brick making really? factory and so they thought it was funny you know, Jeez. and and uh, you know, and that attitude unfortunately persisted. I've talked to people that were developing Paco, and all those people that were digging that stuff up were just taking pots home and stuff.
0: Well, again, Paco is named after a a major. That's pablo. named after a pueblo out there too. Up yeah, there Paco too, means root of the cottonwood. Kind of, kind of. A, there's yeah. something sort of sick about that yeah. like, to name it after. Right. The the people who were a, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. was that for? Yeah. Uh, so that's a, a Boy's Albuquerque by Kenneth yeah Malcolm. so good so definitely good, yeah. worth checking one out of my top Albuquerque 10 Albuquerque books for sure, history yeah. aficionado yeah. what about Uña de Gato We've Uña talked de Gato
1: before. not a lot left there I remember I found I went out with Bob Julian who wrote the place names in New Mexico and we found using GPS points that he had where the hmm. Uña de Gato cemetery was and at the time there was one wire cross and it was just what so was haunting and evocative seeing this thing tilted to the side I could never find that area again Another time I went out there, and because there's an area where, like, there's just out rubble outlines of homes. Mm-hmm. Una de Gato was like these were like <clears throat> crude habitations, even when people were living in them back in the day. Very, very simple little, uh, haspe mining towns, gypsum mining towns that they would make dry, drywall with. And, and what's um, an Una de Gato? First uh, of all, uh, it means like, It's like a cat's claw. It's like a kind of little burr that gets stuck on uh, your shoelaces when okay. you're out there. Um, and, um, and the, the major arroyo that goes through is named that. And so that place name is... Uh. And that and Oñaragato sits on one side of it, and on the other side is Tejon. And they were like sister communities of early Placidas and of La Madera. Mm-hmm. And of Oja de San Francisco on the other side of the ridge called Cuchilla de San Francisco that... Um, it separates this area from Placidas.
0: Have you ever figured out like how many different communities are along There's that road?
1: There's so many. You could do a whole book of just that area, basically. Like it's it's so extensive. And like I always find out new ones. Anytime I do more research I find out like a different name. There's a couple that I'll I don't think I'll ever find. There's one named after a railroad official somewhere along that railroad Grand Eastern spur. Forget what it was called, but it was named after one of the first presidents. There was a place called Eloda. Where was that? Where you know, there's there was all there's all this stuff. You know, there was a Los Alamos into Harris Canyon. That's a little different, mm. but like, okay. where was that? Where was where were all these these little towns? These little just sort communities of sprang up for a little so, while and then just so, disappeared. Yeah, so many, and in another generation, those are going to be even harder to find because, no, you know, right now there might still be some very old people that like remember gr- being kids there or something. You know. So quick question. Uh, yeah.
0: El Tejon means badger?
1: Tejon is Spanish for badger. So I'm are sure.
0: there badgers living in New Mexico? I've never see, seen I a badger. Know. And
1: Carnwell is is Tewa for badger. There must have been a lot of badgers Carnet. back
0: in the old days. Because I've never been, yeah. seen a badger out here. But did you see that recent news story about oh, the badger and coyote badgers and coyotes oh, hanging out together in it. Arizona? I watched that video like a million times. Wait, so yeah, apparently that was, in, that was
1: in Arizona?
0: Well, there was one in San Francisco that oh. they had on film. But there had oh. been an earlier article about a badger and coyote hunting pair in, that was, in oh, Arizona a few years before. So just to, you know, if uh. you happen to have
1: missed this article. That video is amazing. What it is is yeah. that
0: apparently coyotes and badgers will sometimes hunt together. And the thing is they don't um, share their food when uh. they catch it, but because they have two different strategies for hunting <laughs> food, like the badger can go underground and yeah. chase it, and the coyote can run really fast. Uh. So it's sort of uh, – it it, wow, it increases their chances the coyote might spook yeah. a prey animal into a, a tunnel where a, a, the badger can oh then go gosh. get it uh, or the badger conversely might spook it out of the tunnel and then the coyote can get it so yeah. they increase their chances each of getting the food but it's not like they're actually like sharing it yeah. they're they're just they're uh they're putting in together so anyway if there's badgers in arizona there's got to be badgers out here but i've never seen one or heard of anybody who's had a badger encounter
1: i spend a lot of time hanging out with my daughter willow who's six is like an animal fanatic and it's it's contagious after a while i'm like animals are awesome like you know like they really are so interesting (laughs) you know like i'm there's really like no boring animal like i like i kind of like hearing about them all
0: so um Here's something I wanted to ask you about. There's some big yeah. cliffs uh, near Hagen. Oh yeah. New Mexico. Oh yeah. of, it's a very dramatic, very dramatic vista when you come Especially you, at night. You come down yeah. La Madera Road yeah. and then like Whoa. a good ways, you know, it takes you mm-hmm. half an hour down this road. Suddenly there are these big cliffs yeah. and they look very different than anything yeah, I've oh, ever totally. seen in the, the Sandia so, Mountains. That's, what are those?
1: So that's actually written about here in this dissertation book, Geology of the Hagen Coal Basin, which says that even though most of the things in that area are like Abo Sandstone, you Mm -hmm. know, basic sandstone from the old school Western Interior Seaway from, uh, you know, back in the day when North America was divided in that way. And, um... As opposed to politically. Yeah, yeah, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but so apparently though this area still experienced earthquakes and volcanic activity and uh-huh. so you would get these volcanic cracks and those are volcanic cliffs that came up wow. through it, and, and just from this this crack in sandstone shelves but those are called suicide cliffs or suicide mm. rocks according to john gonzalez this area rancher Gon- gonzalez road which is perpendicular to la madera road um is named after him Old-time rancher in that area named a lot of area features. He and his brother were the ones that dismantled Hagen um, in, oh. during World War II. Oh really? <laughs> and he Jeez. has the strongest handshake of any living person. I mean, I think he's he's probably died since then. This was like, you know, a decade and a half ago that I interviewed him. But but um, he would like every time he would shake my hand, I would like be like injured. Oh I, you know, no. He had photos of him his party trick that he did until his old age was waltzing with horses what? and he would grab their front hooves and stand up and dance around. And oh stuff. my gosh. Just like showed, you can do with your dog. And he showed me all these photos of him waltzing with these giant horses. And I'm just like, wow. no wonder you broke all my fingers. Yeesh. You know, but, uh, yeah. but he, so I'm like, why is it called suicide rocks or suicide cliffs? Is, um, uh, and Stephen Usherman writes about this in more detail and quotes this accurately in his book, 60 hikes within 60 miles of Albuquerque very good Stephen esherman um uh and he, yeah, i was like did anyone ever jump off it and and he's like no but you could oh uh, but you could and so i was like that's kind of that's
0: sinister. that's nice it's it's, the, it's or maybe available it like yeah, for you
1: maybe he was like nietzsche like the thought was comforting to him oh my gosh like, wow. on your hardest day there's always the cliffs so nobody Life actually is a choice.
0: did it as far as we know yeah
1: like but what i always liked was when you were driving um Uh, West along La Madera Road and you round that corner and you hit those cliffs with your headlights and it's dark. The cliffs look like they go up to an infinite place in the sky. Like they just look like they never end. You don't see the top of them at all. They're actually kind of moderately sized cliffs but but at night they're just kind of yeah. spectacular and as your headlights round the corner and... Well they're quite prominent right? Yeah, yeah, like they, yeah.
0: the, the rest of the area around them is pretty low lying so right. they really That's true, yeah. they're very arresting when you first see them and they yeah. they're different than anything else totally. too so they've got a certain romantic my, quality.
1: My favorite thing when I to do when I explore an area is to like climb the highest thing in the area and just see what you can see and then like ah. walk to the most interesting thing that you see from there right, right. and uh, so those cliffs are great for that you walk along it and you can see just a lot of what's going on in that area. If, hey, you know.
0: just so you know, I just looked it up. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're totally badgers in New Mexico. Oh, really? Oh, they're, wow. they're common in uh, open areas, uh, oh. desert, meadows, uh, prairie, that That's kind of cool. thing. So not, not a thing we're yeah. likely to run across here in Albuquerque, but Interesting. they are know. out there. So,
1: I was sitting in a park in Boston one time at like 3 in the morning. We had all just gotten out of some club and suddenly just there's a skunk. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's like, wild, <laughs> wild stuff everywhere. Yeah. we in the middle of
0: Boston. There's their world more than ours.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, well, this was fun. A, a, uh,
0: a little bonus get... episode? There? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's like, you know, I think with all these pieces, like, you know, the point is there's just a lot of cool stuff around here. Like, like get That's out like and like, be of aware. Life. Yeah, like... <laughs> You know, like you could literally, like, there's no exhausting what you could be at in like a half an hour from here.
0: Well, uh, you ever taken the the dirt roads around Cabezon? uh, A little bit. Near Cabezon Peak?
1: But not much. Yeah, I've been out there maybe twice. So much out there. It's incredible. So much
0: strange stuff, you know? And uh, that's uh, in the Jamis Mountains. It's Uh, on the what, southwestern. Kind of, yeah, it's sticking out, Cabezon,
1: from. uh, So where are the the Nacimiento Mountains? They're like, that's where Cuba is in, right? Right, cap is not right. even part of a range because it's like a. It is all like, by itself out there. Like I think a, it's, it's like technically part of the right Yeah, and I that, think it's part of the hammers technically. Oh, really? Okay.
0: But it is definitely all by itself out in the middle of like a strange, uh, striking, rolling,
1: yeah, plains. But this but, leaning tower of Pisa. Just, yeah, what? there's
0: ghost towns out there. Oh Capazone, New Mexico. The ruins a of a brothel
1: town. at the base of it. Yeah.
0: There's a ridge that's filled. It's called Shark Tooth Ridge because huh. of the the uh, number of fossilized shark Whoa. teeth that you can find out there. Oh my gosh! So many things everywhere you go around this uh, this crazy state of. I want to
1: know it all. I mean, that would be overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been really fun. All it. right. Yeah, Miss Nora, we're pouring one out for you. We miss yeah, her. yeah. We'll uh, really? we'll check in
0: with Nora sometime soon. I think yeah. find out how life in Colorado Springs is. Yeah, not Colorado Springs. What is it? Fort Collins.
1: Oh yeah, where is she? No, yeah, Fort Fort, Fort Collins. Collins. Yeah, Fort yeah. Collins, which right by where my brother is living in a commune. That's so weird. That is like weird. Two people I know end up end up in the same place.
0: All right. Well, thank you uh, once again for joining us. Rock and roll. We'll see you have any final thoughts, Mike?
1: Just you know, be engaged with where you live, and you know, put back into the community, and you know.
0: I feel like. Uh, like yeah. <laughs> what did Lavar Burton always say at the end of Reading Rainbow? Keep reading books or something. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs)